Welcome to Depths of Creation, a podcast to explore your creative expression, emotions, and pleasure while you make art out of everyday life. I am your host, Rachel White, a creator, author, speaker, and your guide towards exploring and expressing the depth of your primal and sacred creative energy. Let's get into this episode. bonus episode is one of the replays from the Magic Makers Summit. It was a free online summit that I ran ran in October 2021, um, just recently, if you're listening in real time. Um, so in the in the recordings that I've included as bonus podcast episodes, there are three solo lives that I did and then two interview episodes. So throughout this, um, they are really focused and potent, but you may hear some interaction with the live audience um, that was there and you may hear some mentions of the Magic Makers Summit as well, but they were just so good and so juicy and so amazing that I really wanted to include them on the podcast as well, especially the two interview episodes the topics we discuss just fit perfectly into the theme of this chapter of the podcast. The first interviews with Olivia Celine diving into the magic and the power of women through the birthing process. That is just amazing. Highly, highly recommend that. You may be on that episode right now. And the second interview was with um, Katie Rose and we talked about the art of devotion, the magic um, of Shakti and divine feminine embodiment, which is really amazing as well. So enjoy these bonus episodes from the Magic Maker Summit. Liberating your voice and expressing your magic. And this is something that I love to talk about. I love working around this with clients and I just love witnessing more women in the world feeling liberated in their voice and expressing themselves more and just speaking up and saying what they want to say and creating in a way that fulfills them and feels aligned for them and allowing them to be seen in that magic and to be seen in, in their creations. And I really want to start with saying that everything that you create is serving to yourself and to the world. Everything that you create, regardless of like if we're thinking of in a business sense, regardless of if anyone buys it, regardless of if anyone reads reads whatever it is or listens to whatever it is, regardless of if anyone ever actually like interacts outside of yourself with your creation, it is always serving to yourself and it is always serving to the world. Like that is how powerful your creative energy is. Your creations, your voice, everything that you ever express carries a lasting transmission and if we just think back for a moment on all the things that we have personally heard read seen experienced in some way that was so activating for us that it like it activated something that shifted the entire trajectory in our business in our relationship in our relationship with ourselves um, in our living situation, in like all all the seeds that were planted in our mind because someone chose to create something that we engaged with and it activated us in some way. And a lot of the time, like those people, um, some of the times they'll know, but a lot of the times they'll never really know that what they made activated us so much or just it was kind of like gave us like that missing piece that allowed us to make these huge changes. And I want you to really own and accept that you do that for others. 
Like we all do that because all of our creations have lasting transmissions that, you know, activate people. And then the, the ripple impact is beyond what we could ever logically or like comprehend within our human mind but we can know it in our heart and we can feel it at a soul level and at an intuitive level to know that everything we create is powerful because of its lasting transmission regardless of anything like there's no reason you could give me that would make me think oh like that creation wasn't powerful then even if the experience is just yours because you creating powerful shifts within yourself is fucking magic as well so like part of the magic is the mystery like a, a few speakers have spoke about this i spoke about it in day one part of the magic is the mystery we'll never be able to fully quantify the impact that we've had in the world and we are all innately valuable to the ecosystem and to the evolution of the entire world every single human that is born um, we are all so valuable and I really want you to own that innate value within yourself. You are innately valuable. You are innately worthy. Your creations, your desires are all gifts and they're all amazing and own that shit because it is, it is the truth. And we get to play in the world of creation and impact and how we desire to impact others, what relationships we desire to experience with others. And that's in like relationships in all ways, like the relationship we want with our clients. If we want, you know, deep, intimate, like one-on-one -on -one work, or if we want more, um, you know, big group community work, like we get to really play with how we're desiring to have our impact and we'll make an impact either way, but we get to play with that in whatever way actually feels good for us and when we liberate our voice and we allow ourselves to express all of our magic we allow our soul contracted connections to feel and to see us and i i believe we have soul aligned contracts in many different ways and it, like in many different facets of our life and if we want those people to really recognize us at a soul level we have to be being ourselves. if we're hiding our true self then they can't recognize us and if we're filtering our voice and we're swallowing and or biting our tongue um you know we're hiding parts of ourselves, and it just makes it harder for us to form connections that really nourish us because um because people aren't connecting with the real us and, and they can't if we don't allow them to. And there will always be this part of you that really desires to come out and desires to come out and play. And the energy that you exert by shoving her down can feel so exhausting. It's so exhausting to be constantly holding up the mask and constantly hiding a huge part of ourselves that wants to be freed and that wants to be liberating. And it feels so liberating to our energy when we allow ourselves to be ourselves. And liberating our voice is a really big part of being ourselves, saying what we want to say, creating what we want to create. And in that liberation, there is lightness, there is freedom, there is spaciousness. And when I think about liberation, like I really think about like the heaviness and sometimes I think like this is how I used to feel when I was working professionally for a lot of the time. I felt like I literally had like chains around my like chains around my wrists that were what's it called? Like the chain is like the long part. What's it called? Like the like the buckle. 
um, something around my wrist connected to a chain that was like connected to my desk and like the chain was like a little bit long so I could kind of move around but if I ever wanted to get too far it's like it was it took so much effort and I was like I had to drag so much heaviness with me and that can feel so exhausting to be constantly going through life feeling like we have this heaviness connected to us and you know just imagine like trying to run a race and you have like chains with like these weights behind you that you're dragging along and imagine how liberating freeing and how much lightness you would feel in your body when you take off the chains and you start running like fully liberated without carrying that heaviness with you and when we liberate parts of ourselves, when we allow ourselves to liberate our desires and our curiosity and our creativity and all the parts of ourselves, handcuffs <laughs> that's that's the word thank you morgan um when we allow ourselves to put down the heaviness of that heaviness can represent many different things and when we allow ourselves to put that down we allow our our full self to really be expressed in the lightness and in the liberation and in in the spaciousness and waiting until you feel ready is something that you could perpetuate forever the mind would have amazing joy in convincing you that you're not ready for the rest of your life because a lot of the time for the mind to fully be on board we need to build an evidence bank for ourselves before we can feel like before our whole being can feel fully grounded and confident in our ability to do something and there is a divine part of you that already knows the truth that already knows the truth of how magical you are but often our mind is the last part of our being because our mind is still a powerful part of our being, but often it's the last part to fully jump on board because it needs the evidence first. But we can choose to make decisions from our intuition, through our desires, through the divine part of us that already knows our innate truth, or we can make decisions from our limited mind that can only make decisions and feel good about, feel confident in them based on evidence. And we're not going to have evidence of things that we haven't done yet. So what do we want to do? Play with the potential and play with the desire or limit ourselves within the heaviness and, and the confines that our human mind can, can comprehend in this moment of time. And some of the common reasons why we hide parts of ourselves from the world and even from ourselves, even from our conscious mind, really all comes down to fear and fear can be expressed and experienced in many different ways and sometimes the fear is warranted sometimes the fear is serving to preserve our life if speaking up if doing something risks our life which you know there are some situations that that can be the case or it would cause harm to other people in different ways then there may be different ways that you can proceed and and go through whatever whatever the situation is but when the fear is about our internal safety or our ego's perception of who we are the fear can come from like a fear of being seen a fear of being rejected a fear of outshining others a fear of making a mistake a fear of being abandoned and not being loved and accepted and all of this fear can be present in our body and in our subconscious mind through trauma, through childhood wounding, through just like BS stories that we're believing for some reason, um, through like other people telling us stories that we've adopted as our own, or through like correlations that actually just don't hold up when we shine a light on them. What I mean by the correlations is that um, like th this often happens in 
childhood wounding, but it can happen in our adult life as well. It's like if a child, if every time they walk into a room, they see their parents fighting, they can decide like, oh, it's, that's a correlation. Every time I walk into the room, my parents are fighting. But what the child maybe didn't see was that the parents were already fighting um, and that them walking into the room didn't actually cause that. Like there's a difference between correlation and causation. And sometimes we can connect and intertwine different things in our mind. It's like every time I do this, this happens. Um, and therefore doing this is bad, but it's actually, this didn't cause this. There was a different variable that we weren't considering and our adult mind can process some more critical thinking, but sometimes, um, these stories come from our childhood and we just accept them as truth without shining a light and, and illuminating the whole picture for us to explore and dismantle and dissolve. And I'm, I'm not going to go too deeply into fear right now because next week, I am running a free masterclass called Face Your Fears and I'm going to be diving super deeply. I'm going to be talking about fear for like probably an hour. Like I have so many notes and so many things to go through on it. Um, and for that reason, if you want to dive more deeply into like facing and illuminating your fears to liberate more of your desires and, and the flow of your energy and the lightness in your life, I recommend attending my free masterclass that is next week. Um, and it's just going to be an Instagram live. If you go on my Instagram at by Rachel White, my latest post, um, as I'm saying this, my latest post, I don't know if I'm going to post um, before you see it again, but that, that has the details and, and the time and stuff. But that's going to be really amazing. If you want to dive more deeply and understand your fear and how to have a more beautiful um, relationship with fear where it's not really holding you back, but you acknowledge that it is going to be there and in some ways we can move forward with it there. And some other, some other things that can get in the way is also judgment and comparison. Usually judgment and comparison are rooted in an expression of fear as well. And I want to um, remind you of one of the quotes from Katie Rose who spoke a couple of days ago in the summit. She said, when we judge ourselves less, we judge others less. And I think that is such a powerful thing to recognize and it feels so freeing and liberating when we judge ourselves less and when we are judging other people less. And usually they go hand in hand. If we have a lot of judgment towards other people, we are probably either projecting judgment on ourselves or we're also judging ourselves. And if we are judging ourselves, then we will likely um, project that and judge other people. So usually they go hand in hand, like judgment and comparison. And we can alchemize that into more healthy expressions, like alchemizing the intimidation we feel from the comparison into inspiration and things like that. But something that I want to invite you to do is just really become aware of how you are judging other people. What judgments do you have towards other people? And it could be a blanket people, like you judge everyone that does a certain thing. Or you may have like a specific person and it's just for some reason, everything they do, you judge them for, even if you don't judge their actions in other people. Um, and there is always some beautiful insights when we look at why we feel so triggered in judgment and comparison by certain actions and by certain people. And, you know, sometimes we judge them because of insecurity within ourselves. And sometimes we can build like these superiority complexes, disguising it as judgment. And an example of this, like um, 
is I've, I've done like videos and stuff on this before because I think it's so interesting is around typos if you judge if you read what other people write and you judge their typos or like spelling and grammar issues whether it's on social media or in a book you're reading or something like that that is your ego building a superiority complex around like you know how to spell better than them therefore you are better than them and I know sometimes that's not the story we will say out loud but that's what the ego superiority superiority complex is saying and if you desire to write your own book or to write your post and you're not doing it and you're holding that judgment to others then that is something to really um be really radically honest with yourself around where that exactly is coming from and usually it will come from some kind of childhood wounding and you know something we wouldn't even see as wounding it's like I remember when I was in high school when I learned how to write like you know like should have and like would have could have it's like should um like apostrophe be and like I remember because a lot of people write like should of like should space O F, um, which like isn't correct grammatically but um, a lot of people say it like that because that's what it sounds like when we speak it and I remember when I learned that distinction in um, I was in high school probably like year seven or year eight maybe and it it was in my mind it was imprinted in my mind from that point because it was like I wrote this essay for in English and that was the only thing wrong so I got like points deducted and I prided myself on getting high marks so it was like I'm never gonna make that mistake again and then whenever I saw other people make that mistake I was like like it's actually um this this is how you spell it but now when I see people make any kind of typo like okay like sometimes I'll notice it sometimes I don't even notice it because um anyway if I notice it I'll notice it like it's there but I am never going to judge that other person for it because I'm more in the energy of celebrating them for expressing themselves, celebrating them for writing their book. There are typos in my first book. There are probably a couple of little typos in some of my other books as well. Um, but there are, like someone actually gave me a list of six um errors they found in my first book after they read it. And they were doing it in a way, like they were really nice about it, but I was like, like I'm not going to change it I'm really proud of myself for putting it out there with mistakes and this comes back to allowing ourselves to be messy like I was talking about in day one of the summit so anyway if you find yourself getting triggered by something like a typo then work on healing your own nervous system in how you're being triggered in that way and in celebrating them for creating and that will allow you like if you have fears around making mistakes or looking like stupid like you made a mistake in front of other people then that is something to heal within yourself to free more of your creative flow and to feel more liberated in speaking because if you have a background fear that is saying you can't make a single mistake then the only way to guarantee you won't make a mistake is by doing nothing and that's not fun like I I want you to express your magic I want you to express your creativity and to create in ways that feel amazing for you Okay, so what I more want to talk about now, um, again, if you want to dive deeper into fear and how to kind of move through that, come to my free masterclass. But what I want to talk about here is some ways that you can begin to just play with liberating your voice and your expression and your magic. The first one, which I think is a really important one, is to always let your first draft be seen. 
let your first draft be seen. And it's really easy to look at people who have been doing something for a year, five years, 10 years, and to just see like the masterpiece of what they've created. And to think if I can't create to that standard, then I'm not going to do it at all. But if you like looked back at the first thing they ever created, it's going to look so different to what they're doing now. But again, we don't even need to compare. We don't need to compare in the first place. But if you are, just remind yourself of that to get your mind out of that habit. Let your first draft be seen because there is so much magic underneath your first draft. And usually you need to express it out of you, express the first draft out of you before you have access to the to the deeper things. Sometimes things just need to percolate within our body and within our awareness for a space of time before it can be expressed in its like full brilliance and, and full potential magic that we have within us. And if we don't allow ourselves to express first drafts, what happens is the mind again has a little ego trip and begins to convince itself that I have all these good ideas, I know exactly what to do, but I'm not where I want to be just because I'm not doing them because um, whatever. And we that's such like an ego trip thing to say to ourselves because I would rather create a hundred things that have little mistakes in them than create nothing. And the things that I'm creating now have elements from all the things that I've created in the past. And even things that I've created in the past that I actually like, if I look back, it's like, oh, like I would, I would never release that now. I still gained something from that experience. And like I was saying at the very beginning, like all your creations have a lasting transmission. And sometimes that transmission is going to put fuel into what you're creating now. But if you don't allow your first draft to be seen, to be expressed, to get out of you, you'll never be able to mine the magic that is underneath that. And like sometimes it can be really scary, the fear again. But you are so capable of holding space for fear and holding space to be proud of yourself and excited and, and your expression at the same time. Okay, so another thing that is really powerful is to just play with opening the tap. This is an analogy that I love to use all the time. I, I've used it in, in a fair few of my programs is when we open the tap to our creative flow. And if you imagine like a garden hose connected to a tap, a water tap, if you um, like if you just turn the tap on a little water will start flowing out. And once the tap is open, like the water is continuous, the water will keep flowing. You have an infinite supply and the water won't stop and yes there's probably an infinite uh, there's probably a finite amount of water in the world but it's so vast that we'll never get to and to that finite amount like if we're opening water from our garden hose so the flow keeps going but if you didn't go and open the tap and you're like at the end of the hose like waiting for the water to come out it's never gonna come out maybe some droplets will maybe some like remnants from the last time it was open will come out but the flow isn't going to start until you get up and open the tap and getting up and opening the tap is the most effort you will exert in this journey because once the tap is open the flow will continue but sometimes we put so much resistance to what we need to do to open the tap to put the flow in motion and then once the tap is open like the flow is continuous the flow is going but sometimes kinks can happen in the garden hose, you know, like when you like 
squeeze the hose and and the water stops and it's like there's this build up and that kink is stopping it from actually being expressed out and from actually like getting out of the hose and out into the world and that kink so like when there's a kink in our garden hose often we can clearly see it and we know straight away that is what needs to be resolved for the flow of water to continue for the flow of our creative energy to be continued pouring out in this analogy and sometimes our mind convinces us it can't be that simple it's like my creative flow has stopped pouring out i feel a build-up but it's not pouring out for some reason unkinking that simple little kink cannot be the answer that's too simple but a lot of the time it is whatever we are feeling the most resistance to whatever is right in front of us whatever is immediately coming to our awareness is usually what the kink is and we can unkink it once the hose is on we just have to unkink anything that comes up and the flow will continue <sighs> and that that's really important for the next couple of things i want to say around allowing ourselves to be in motion we when we take action in if we say with that analogy getting up and turning the tap on when we take that action, we are, we've allowed the motion to begin to flow and we can trust that the momentum will catch up to us. When we turn the tap on, if we imagine that we're um, filling a bucket, for example, we have, so we've taken the action to, to start the motion. Everything was already in motion, but that was the action we needed to take to bring the motion into our field of reality. The, the water is flowing and it's starting to fill up the bucket and you know that the bucket will inevitably reach the top and even overflow from that and if you're filling the bucket and it gets halfway and there's a kink the bucket can't fill until you unkink that kink so the the water is still going to flow and you trust that the momentum will catch up to you you already hold the vision of that bucket being full and if you go and turn off the tap the bucket can't be full so keep in motion and trust that the momentum will catch up to you. Time is catching up to your vision. Time is catching up to you. You are the magic. You are creative. And like these, we can prompt ourselves, prompt our soul and our mind with these powerful questions around what is the life that I actually want to create? And what is it that I have to say? What is it that I want to pour out and put out into the world? And usually the women that are drawn into my world carry this dual mission. On one side, it's about living a fully expressed life that is a beautiful work of art, feeling pleasure and joy and beauty and awe in our day-to-day -day life and making a beautiful impact, contributing to the evolution of the world, contributing to other women feeling good and pleasurable in their life in their impact and we can hold space for that dual mission they beautifully come together and it's so it's so beautiful when they they intertwine and our our mission is our life and our life is our mission and to have your impact people need to hear you and they need to feel you and they you they can only hear and feel you if you are being you if you feel liberated in your voice and in your energy and in who you are and your masterpiece that is yourself in your life is an evolution is an evolutionary experience that you get to experience that you're in your human body to move through the journey and if we think about like moving through something it isn't fun to just rush to the finish line and miss out on the pleasure of the journey it it's not fun at all and I'm all about 
incorporating and inviting more ease, pleasure, in intuition, spaciousness, expression into our life. Um, more pleasure and more ease all the way. And if we just got to the finish line in every single thing we were doing, it just wouldn't be, in my opinion, it wouldn't be a spacious and it wouldn't be a pleasurable experience. So let's enjoy, enjoy the journey and enjoy the evolution. Because if you go on the journey of liberating your voice and your expression, the version of yourself you are right now, you are never going to be her again. So how can you fully experience her now? How can you fully experience the version of yourself that you are right now? while you're on the journey to whatever your deeper desired experiences are sometimes we can get so caught up in like this is what i want for the future um and i can't fully relax into myself until i have that thing but let's let's make out of out of where we are right now and while you're on the journey to finding your unique voice and your message and your unique process of creation as well. Something I invite you to play with is a process of imitation and then moving into innovation and then to the invention of your unique voice. And um, I, I just looked at the time, so I'm not going to dive into that, but my podcast episode, my podcast is Depths of Creation in episode um, 1.3. So I released my podcast in chapters. So chapter one, episode three, um I it's like a 10 minute episode on imitation innovation invention and moving through that process in your creative journey so I highly recommend listening to that if that intrigues you um and if you want to if you want to have a listen to that okay so when it comes to expressing your voice and this is more um towards like the in, there's many ways we can express our voice in our in our personal life and in our personal relationships but here are some ways to experiment with expressing our voice when it comes to our impact when it comes to our um like our greater mission that our, our soul is here to share and the first thing is experiment with different platforms like you can express yourself through writing through speaking, through speaking on video or just audio, there's different ways you can express yourself and you can, you don't have to do all of them. You can if you want to, um, but you can really play with what feels good and playing with the different platforms is like you can have a blog, you can just start with a blog or a podcast or just your social media and you can use social media in different ways. You can have public things, private groups, a summit like this, you can, um, you can do whatever do whatever you want there's different different platforms and different ways we can use them and you can just ask the question what feels good right now what feels good for me to use right now and remembering that you don't have to do everything you can pick one um you can have uh, like a youtube channel or something i didn't mention there's so many free ways paid ways um different expressive ways play with what feels good now and create what boundaries will create a sense of safety for you in those spaces. Block people. Like on my Instagram, I've blocked every single family member just because I want that space to post things that I don't necessarily want my parents to read. And it's not that I'm I'm ashamed of any of it. It's not that like if they stumbled on it that it would be the end of the world if they read it. It's just a boundary that feels good for me because of some of the things that I post and the the things that I don't care if they read I'll post on Facebook as well um and like my blog and podcast I post a lot more like intimate things on there and they could access that but that's like they would have to search for it and find it and like listen or read it so 
Um, but social media, it's like I don't want them to just be scrolling and then to see see some things. And that's just my boundary. Like boundaries can be if anyone um, like tries to bully you or like mock you, like not just people that disagree, but people that are like sh- just projecting their hate and judgment block them like that can be a boundary or your boundary can be like you don't engage in certain comments or that you turn your comments off if you want to so you can create the boundaries that create a sense of safety for you in the platforms oh my god I just have this piece of hair here that is really annoying me (laughs) anyway sorry um excuse me so create the boundaries on the platforms that feel really good for you and the the next thing I want to talk about is practice being obsessed with yourself and in awe of yourself and in your in awe of your magic and in awe of your creativity. Reread your own writing, listen to your own voice. And something okay, a lot of people really cringe at the sound of their own voice and feel really uncomfortable listening to their voice. And I want to explain why so that you understand that it's actually there's actually nothing wrong with your voice at all. When we are listening to a recording of our voice, we are hearing so sound waves like travel through the air and then travel into our ear. When we're listening to a recording, that's how we're hearing our voice, the sound waves through the air and then coming into our ear and then meeting in our brain. When we're listening to our voice as we are speaking, we're hearing our voice through like internally through our bones. So our voice there's an aspect that's traveling out and back in but most of most of what we're hearing is like internal our bones and then like in our brain there's no like it's not the sound waves we're healing it's we're healing we're hearing our voice through our bones in our ears and then traveling to our brain so it sounds different because we're receiving the sound in two different ways and it just messes with our mind a little because usually when we're hearing our voice recorded it sounds a little bit more high-pitched and it it does sound different so our mind is like it, it messes with our sense of identity it messes with our sense of perception and it's like I don't sound like that um it's so we almost reject it as part of ourself and of sounding like ourself so know that like it's so normal to hear yourself and to think that is not how I sound but that is how you sound to other people and your voice is amazing. Other people love listening to your voice. Um, 100% about the voice thing. I've never heard anyone validate that. Yeah, it's it's so true. So I am, for myself, I am so comfortable listening to my recorded voice now because I'm used to it. And that's that's the only thing that will make you comfortable listening to your voice is just getting used to it, listening to it. I love doing guided meditations that I've recorded and like listening to my voice guide me through them yesterday I literally um I went on like a half an hour walk the whole time I was listening to my podcast like I was listening to my own podcast and thinking damn like this is some good shit and I I love listening to my voice because often when I speak I am channeling and so sometimes I'll re-listen and think oh my god like that is some good good stuff and I just got comfortable with it because when I had my first podcast, I would like re-listen to make the notes and it was a little uncomfortable at first, but then I just got so used to it. And then I started to just really own being impressed by myself. And I used to record like a lot of yoga videos. So I would like have to rewatch them at times. So I've just heard my recorded voice a lot through a lot of different ways. 
and I'm so used to it, so comfortable with it now. So I really recommend that if even if you're doing lives on social media, if you're recording a podcast, if you're like record your voice just speaking about something you're passionate about and listen to it, become comfortable listening to your own voice. And that just really gives such assurance to your body and to your mind that other people love listening to your voice as well. And that can feel really liberating for our voice as well. It's like everything I say, everything I channel while I'm speaking is going to be so powerful and everyone's going to love it so much. And that is a way we can really practice being really obsessed with ourselves and the rereading what we're writing as well. Like I really love writing and I love speaking. For you, it may just be one and you know that you're not really comfortable with the other or that not that you're not comfortable, but it's just not how you channel your greatest downloads. I really love both. So a lot of the time, like I'll reread my words, like what I post. Um, I, I recently started my blog on my website and I took a lot of um, my social media posts from the last couple of months and reread them and expanded on them to put them on my blog. And as I was rereading, I was like, damn, like I wrote some good shit. I channel my best through my writing. Um, so usually when I'm speaking, like I'll have some notes from my writing, but I'll also be channeling as well. But just practice getting obsessed with yourself, like letting yourself witness your creations, your expressions, and just expect it's going to feel a little uncomfortable to begin with until you're used to it. And the only way to get used to it is to do it. And I know that sometimes when we have this strong resistance, that's not always the the funnest thing to hear. It's like, just do it. But trust me, like your voice is amazing. Your voice sounds beautiful to all other people and it will start feeling really beautiful to yourself when you really start to let yourself listen to it and be obsessed with it. So to liberate your voice and to express your magic, the most important step is to begin. Put yourself in motion in the most simple way, even if you think mentally that you are not ready and the momentum will grow, the momentum will continue to build. Play with what turns you on, what platform, what message, what what you want to wear, how you want to look when you're presenting and expressing, like play with what turns you on and be obsessed, obsessed with everything that you create and everything you express, like get more obsessed with yourself, be even more in awe of yourself. Trust me, it's good for you. And Thank you so much for listening. Connect with me at by Rachel Wyatt to continue this conversation. I would always love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me in your stories or leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day.